Welcome to Be the Phoenix of Your Own Life, The Feminine Rising. My name is Julie Paulston. I am your host, and I am so absolutely honored that you stopped by. Each week, I'm going to be sharing my own personal journey, and I'm also going to be interviewing some incredible people that will be sharing their journeys as well, in hopes that we can educate, motivate, and inspire you to live the best possible life that you can. So grab your favorite beverage, maybe a snack or two, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Because at the end of the day, this truly is all about you. Good morning and welcome back to being the phoenix of your own life. Uh, So first of all, my guest, when we set this up, I didn't realize that well, on Facebook, it shows that today is her birthday. So I may have may or may not have sang her happy birthday in my most beautiful singing voice ever, which, um, <clears throat> well, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I met my guest uh, literally like last week. Uh, don't ask me how. Well, okay. So the universe never makes mistakes. And we know that people are brought into your life when they're supposed to and for the reasons that they are supposed to. And I knew that I had to have her here on my podcast because what she does is absolutely fascinating. She and I do similar things. Um, we both work with unconscious minds. She is also a coach. Her What she does is absolutely fascinating. And when I talked to her, I was like, okay, you've got to be on my podcast, period, point blank, end of discussion. And I'm not really good at introducing people and I hate bios because it always feels like I'm on a dating site. She likes long walks on the beach. And she loves and wants world peace. So I always let people introduce themselves because they can do it so much better than me. My guest today is Amanda Scarcella. I knew I was going to screw it up because I just thought of the Italian pronunciation. I was like, wait a minute, Scarcella. So my, my guest today is Amanda. Amanda, tell us briefly about yourself before we get into your fascinating story. I loved your Italian spot on authentic scarcella pronunciation. <laughs> um, just, yeah. So I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Yes. I'm Amanda Scarcella, um, a spiritual psychology coach, a health coach, energy worker, and modern witch. <clears throat> so that's me in a nutshell. And what oh my was- God, I love it. it's it's I saw something today and it's and it was this post it said why were we taught to hate the people or why were we taught to hate the witches and not the people who burned them and I was like oh oh, I love that I identify that on such a deep level but that's the day for a different story so I have a question for you I ask everybody the same question um and then I have another question for you at the end but the question I have for you now is Everybody has been in the shit pit of their life. I mean, you you can't be more than like 10 years old and not have had something throw you in the shit pit. So what's one thing that has, where you've been in that shit pit of your life and you've had to rise from the ashes and reclaim your inner Phoenix, what has that done for your life and your life path? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's going to have to be a bunch of things kind of blocked together that were all so divinely perfect. And I wouldn't trade it. And like you said, it starts in childhood. Um, I had a rough go from early on. My father walked out on my mother and myself and my two infant newborn sisters when I was about five. And my mother had a total mental breakdown. House went into foreclosure. We had no heat, the whole deal. Um, And I was always this 
intelligent, sensitive, intuitive, deep, kind of very different, um, chronically bullied at school for 18 years of my life, uh, bullied on and off about my, my weight as well, both at school and at home, which led to kind of an eating disorder. Um, my mother had a partner who was verbally abusive to me for many years. My father was pretty much hands-off, kind of had us on the weekends, but wasn't really a source of connection or support. And so by the time I was, uh, so, so it was a, it was tough. It was a tough go. And then by the time I was graduating with my master's in English, um, my mother had fallen ill with a really rare kind of cancer. She was single at the time. She didn't have a big support system. And I came home from college to, um, take care of her. And for 10 years, I watched her sort of through my twenties and thirties, which are supposed to be kind of your party years or whatever. Um, I took care of my mom and, uh, watched her go through chemo, radiation, multiple brain surgeries, you name it, uh, really debilitating. And she passed in 2015. And then around that same time, I had um, left kind of a a very nourishing, life-giving five-year relationship because we had outgrown each other and was attracting the most absolutely heartbreaking, emotionally unavailable relationship. Mm. I never felt so alone and devastated than I had in, you know, those times with those men. And so it all ended up being, you know, uh, is it Joseph Campbell who says where you stumble, there lies your treasure. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's so true. And I know this is really your MO and the, you know, the Phoenix rising. It's so there, there's such beautiful gifts. I think it was Mary Oliver who said, um, someone once handed me a box of darkness. It took me many years to realize that also was a gift. Mm, mm, Just mm. oof, goosebumps as I say it. (laughs) Like like serious goosebumps. And, And when we were talking the other day, your whole you're so passionate. And, and I love that they gave you that quote of gave me a box of darkness. So people are so freaking scared of the darkness. They're like, oh, this is, you know, they'll even say, oh, this is my alter evil ego or my evil twin said that, or what, you know, there's all of these things that people say, and they're so scared of the darkness. And it, it comes down to that. Everybody's got it. And I think that it's what the work that you do is so important because you help people to embrace the quote unquote shadow side, the dark side. And I have a question. Do you think it's got an, a, a bad connotation by calling it dark? Oh my God. Thank you. Yes. And here's the thing. It's only darkness in the sense that it's in the dark, in the sense that we cannot see it in the sense that light has been has not been cast on it, so it is not yet visible to us. So when we think about, and it was Carl Jung, by the way, and I do have a Jungian background, I'm a master's level uh, spiritual psychology practitioner, and it was Carl Jung who, who sort of discovered, created this concept of the shadow. And it was never intended to be 
a box of goblins and ghouls or your greed and desire to harm other people and the worst traits about you. That's not what it is at all. What the shadow actually is, is it's in the shadows, it's in the dark because we can't consciously see it. And without giving a super duper long psychology lesson, (laughs) the gist is that as we are young and as we are growing up, our caretakers and our peers, we need to fit in with them on a primal level, almost for survival. Mm -hmm. And so there are certain traits, characteristics, behaviors, and concepts that a healthy psyche, a healthy psyche, not an unhealthy psyche, will wall off into the shadow so that we can create a persona, a personality. And over time, our sort of ego persona aspect, we, we begin to think that's who and what we are. And yet we don't realize how incredibly limiting it can be. For example, there may be someone who's become a people pleaser because their mother, father, brother, sisters, peers, you know, the, the thing that was most adaptive for them at the time was to be nice and kind. And they may value being nice and kind, and that's wonderful, as we all should, but it's no longer a choice because aggression is in the shadow. And so anything that even remotely is close to standing up for yourself um, can give you heart palpitations and physical Mm -hmm. symptoms because you're touching on that shadow. But unfortunately, this could lead to a boss who berates you, um, not being paid what you're worth, not... Um, knowing how to set healthy boundaries in your relationships. And so those things in the shadow, they're not dark. They're not evil. They are just shrouded in unconsciousness. And it's not the same. Yeah. And, And it's not the same as sitting down and writing a bunch of limiting beliefs or sitting down and writing something traumatic that happened in your childhood. We're conscious of that. We're not conscious on what the linchpin that holds Mm. together under the surface. Ooh, that is, oh, it's so funny. I just went through uh, a class and, and uh, am am working through it. And I, and I find that, and I don't know if if you notice this, that um, uh, a friend of mine, she calls it the quickening that when you're starting, when you go to a class that you're, unconsciously, you know, this is going to be really, really good. You know, you're going to hit that next level. What happens is all of a sudden you get sick or your car breaks down and you can't get there or something happens. And it's almost like that little self-sabotage comes through to say, I know you want to go and find out about this, but I'm going to keep you real safe. And so I'm going to just mess up so that you don't go through with it. You find that that happens a lot with your clients when when you're like, okay, let's let's start doing this, and all of a sudden something quote unquote comes up. Oh, all the time, all the time. Um, in fact, um, when I was studying Jungian shadow work, our teacher would joke that they have a broken ankle club. <laughs> <laughs> people who are trying to come to the trainings and broke their ankle. And, you know, it manifests in different ways with like all different ways with my clients of, Oh, I can't this, that this, I have to put fire out. I have to put that fire out and resistance is normal. And it's, you know, it's part of the process, but it's about staying in the game. And it's about understanding that the ego can keep us spinning, can play tricks on us and doesn't want us to go there. You know, the ego wants us to stay in pleasure and avoid pain and discomfort at all times. 
but it can keep us so small. And especially now, as the entire world is rapidly changing within a 12 hour time frame and the energies are speeding up and our even our very DNA, some people and some channels say is upgrading and changing to hold more consciousness. We're all in this warp speed transition, right? And so it's really helpful to um, it's helpful to understand that there are these parts of us that are our friend. Um, and so I'll give you, <clears throat> I'll give you a personal example. I was never, because my mother had a mental breakdown. My father wasn't around. There were newborn twins. Everything was, um, very what, explosive kind of and unpredictable in my house growing up. I became the serious responsible one. Mm-hmm. And I would get so many compliments from authority figures. Oh, you're so mature and smart for your age. And you're so, and yet I never was able to play or be silly or um, be fun. It's almost like when people would tell you that, oh, you're so mature for your age and you're so responsible. That little inner Amanda was like, yeah, but I, I, I want to go play in mud puddles and, and I want to make a mud sandwich and, and I, I want to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's funny because the, so the self-actualization process for me mostly started around the time that my mother was passing away because I had that chapter of my life closing. I had this freedom to actually focus on myself and, and not be taking care of someone else. And that's when I started um, to uncover that shadow of joy, of play, of the fool, of being silly, of making fool of myself. And the ways that it opened up my life were monumental um, because it's not just about playing in mud puddles. It's not just about having a little bit of fun. It's about being able to show up in your fullness without mm-hmm. being afraid of that, show up in your wholeness without being afraid of that. And that is how I ultimately called in my partner after a string of unavailable partners. Yeah. Because I was able to fully, you know, it's our own energy in the shadow. It's not some yeah. evil, dark demon. It's our own energy that we are reclaiming. We're reclaiming unclaimed parts of ourselves. And that, you know, people talk about manifestation. I love manifestation. I'm all for it. The law of attraction is one of the laws that governs our universe. And yet if we're doing it from just a conscious place of the tip of the iceberg mm-hmm. and reclaimed these other parts of ourselves in the unconscious and the unconscious is 90% of our power, we have limited power to be able to access mm-hmm. the universe. Because our own energy, our own psyche, our own power, our own awareness, our wholeness, it's walled off. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's a huge thing is that, you know, people say mind over matter and, and uh, there's different numbers out there, but like, for me, you you got, you've got 90 or 4% is your conscious. 4% 4% and 96 is your unconscious mind. So when you say mind over matter, yeah, four might beat 96 one time. If you're lucky, it might beat it eh, maybe two, maybe three times. If you hustle, grind, force, cajole, twist, manipulate, you might get there. The last time I checked, 96 is always bigger than four and 96 will win over four at the end. And what I love is that you talked about 
you know, it's not just the, the mud puddles and, and that it's really reclaiming those parts of you. And people don't understand that your unconscious mind sees you in perfect wholeness and beauty. And then when we go through these things in our lives, we create little parts because our unconscious mind doesn't see that smoking cigarettes is a huge one, or I I'm a recovering alcoholic. And so like when I drank and, and back in my hoe days, all of that is not that perfect Julie that the unconscious mind sees. So it creates little parts. And I love how you talk about integrating the parts and going in and, and giving them love and giving them light and showing them that they are part of the whole person. So what is something, if somebody was like, oh my gosh, I, I, I don't understand any of the, what these two are saying, this makes no sense. How would you describe it to somebody who really is just listening to this going, I'm about ready to turn this off because I don't get any of this. <laughs> um, well, the first thing I would say is you don't have to get it logically. That, and, and that's, that's the other mistake that, that we make and that we've taught, we've been indoctrinated in this educational system to think that way. Most people, you spoke about mind over matter. Most people think mind over matter means brain, conscious brain over matter. Yeah. Our mind is our body, is our aura, is our astral field, is our heart, is our emotions, is yep. our energy, is our yep. resonance, is all of these things that we can't with our limited five senses and the way that we've you know, taught to think so linearly, it encompasses so much more. So if there's a resonance for you here, you don't have to get it. You don't have to figure it out. You don't have to collate a bunch of notes on it. There's not going to be a quiz. You <laughs> just, if there's a resonance, you just, you move through the process and really the transformation, and this is something else Carl Jung taught when he developed this idea of the shadow, the transformations in the emotion. The transformation yeah. isn't in picking this apart from, an, from the analytical part of your brain. And I was in academia before this. I was an English professor and you know that it helps me to understand archetype and help people to um, interpret their dreams now because I speak the unconscious, you know, the language of the unconscious through symbol now, thanks to liter uh you know uh literature and mythology but i digress the 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 analytical part of the brain doesn't need to get this there's a transformation in the emotion and and when i work with my people i don't even necessarily love to call them clients because i'm no better or no worse than anyone else i just i have my gifts i can guide you through this it helps to have a guide when you go through this because otherwise you're not going to see your own blind spots the ego will keep you spinning right you sometimes you need a, a sherpa so to speak um when i guide people through this it's not a lot of them don't get it but they know that everything i consciously do around trying to make more money or change my job or call in my partner or find my purpose. I'm spinning my wheels. I'm on the hamster wheel. I'm stuck. It's not working. And it's because you have this persona keeping you small, because if you go outside of that tiny little box, you're going to touch on something in the shadow and we need to integrate those shadow pieces or we never will be able to be assertive or open up to play or do, you know, whatever, whatever. And so a lot of times the, the manifestation, the thing that we want is on the other side of shadow. 
And it's the, the one thing that I noticed, like, uh, when I started doing this, the healing work with NLP and, and you and I talked about it, that what we do is very similar. We just use different modalities to do it. Uh, it's so funny because when I first started this, like the first time I heard about this, I'm like, this is some voodoo bullshit right here. I don't know. You're going to what? Talk to my, unco- you're going to ask me to float up into some place and I'm going to go talk to people that I, what is that? This is some bullshit right here. I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. Ain't going to happen. And it's so funny because the fear, the minute that you touch the darkness, your ego throws that fear straight in your face and goes, oh no, sister, you're going to stay right here because that shit over there is scary. It's like Mufasa, it's like Mufasa, whatever you, the light touches is where you can go. And where you and I want to go is like the dark side. It's, it's, we want to take you into the place where your true gifts really are. And, and I think we get so scared because society tells us that it is, it's dark and evil. Only go to where the light touches Simba. (laughs) I love that analogy. I love that. And it's, it's true. You you think about it in, in fear. I don't know about you, but my clients, a lot of times fear is the biggest reason that they don't want to do it. They're scared of the shadow because they've been told their whole life that the boogeyman sits in the shadow. Mm -hmm. So how do you help your clients even get over that fear to where they you know, sometimes you'll see them online or whatever. How do you get over that fear? How do you help them to get over that fear? Yeah, that's a great question. It, because it's not about getting over the fear. It's not about clearing the fear. It's about making friends with the fear. Yes. I was waiting for you. I knew you would say that. (laughs) You know, I have such goosebumps too. I, 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 um, I'm feeling the resonance with you and I know that the right people are going to come in and hear this exactly when they need to hear it. And it's so, it's so exciting. It's so, I love it. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the, the transformation is in the emotion. We make friends with fear. That feeling is just a chemical reaction in your body. It's just psychological energy. It's just a mental story you've attached to it. And it has run and limited your life, your whole life up until now, up until you feel it, absorb it, hold space for it, process it. Your life opens up. Oh my God. Your mind opens up because you can't see certain things until you've integrated that fear, right? Yeah. You can't see possibilities. You, you can't express a certain way in your personality. You can't connect to certain people and things. You can't receive the good things you want in your life. Exactly. And it's so funny because I, I was, I'm getting ready to do a post in my group today about fear is because when fear comes up and, and all of a sudden it's, you know, I just did a masterclass on stress, anxiety, and depression. And we talked about fear and your amygdala your amygdala is supposed to be scared. That's what it, it is. The primal brain. It is all about security. It is about sustenance and it's about sex. It needs reproduction. It needs security and it needs to know that it is okay. It needs food. And I think that people give fear such a bad name. When you see fear, when something comes up and your amygdala goes, holy shit, it's a saber tooth tiger. Mm-hmm. 
that other part of your brain goes, is this real? Is it really, come on, is it a saber tooth tiger? No, it's a fluffy bunny with big ears. It's not a saber tooth tiger, you're safe. But I think sometimes when we get so stressed, we lose the connection and then we just get hijacked by that primal part of our brain. And we forget that you can look at fear and just ask it, okay, so are you real? Is this real? Do I need to be truly, am I mortally in danger? No. Okay. So let's breathe and let's take a look at this for a minute, because I think that that is one place that we lose is in our breath work. You also teach breath work with your clients so that they can get through the the heavy shit. Maybe not formal breath work. Um, but really in the, um, when we integrate emotions together, it's about moving it through your body. If you need to, everyone's different, shaking it through your body, breathing it through your body. Oftentimes I don't have to tell them to breathe because they're already crying. Yeah. And that's, that's an emotional breakthrough. That's energy. That's energy moving, um, where it couldn't move before. I love what you said about fear, you know, a great way to think about fear is if you're feeling fear, you're probably doing something right. Exactly. You don't want to be comfortable and complacent your whole life and live a life this big, you know, this tall, limited, comfortable life and always, you know, never be able to move outside of this, these tiny little confines that we created for ourselves to survive when we were five and then die. I think the universe too, and whether I call it Gus, God, universe, spirit, Gus works for everything. I got it from a gal I follow, Jackie Siv, and and, uh, she called, I I was like, oh my God, I love it because that is a perfect analogy for me. I think that sometimes that the universe completely will wipe away everything that is comfortable because you are ready to step to that next level, because you are ready to you're so scared and and the universe is like, would you just, I got you. Would you please trust that this is here to help you get to the next level? Be friends with the fear, give it a name, give it a t-shirt. You don't have to, you don't have to, you know, hug it and love it, but you have to respect it and be able to look at it and ask it. Okay. So I see you. What are you here to teach me? What's my next journey? And then you're, you're, you'll figure it out. It will come to you. Do you think that that is some, do you agree with that? I agree with that. Absolutely. And another question I would add to that because reclaiming our power a lot of times is about reclaiming our mind and understanding how the mind truly creates our reality and also the way that we interpret reality. And so a great question to ask oneself um, when things feel like they're crumbling or when we just feel absolutely triggered or in some kind of despair or a situation unfolds in a way that we really didn't want is what is this showing me about my mind? Our results on some level are always going to reflect our mind, reflect what we believe and feel about ourselves and the world and the way it works. And that's a really powerful question to ask. Why did I create this? What is this showing me about my mind? Unconsciously, my unconscious mind. You might say, I don't want this. I didn't create this. Not consciously, you didn't. 
I think that is, that is a huge point, Amanda. That is such a big point because people are like, I didn't create losing perfect example. Last year, I broke my wrist, lost my job. And actually today is one year for hurricane uh, Sally. Today is the one year anniversary of hurricane Sally. I lost everything. And I was like, I knew in my head okay, we create our realities. And in my head, my conscious mind is like, Julie, you did not fucking create a hurricane. You did not create this shit. You did not create the circumstances that wiped you out. But looking back, my unconscious mind said, listen, bitch, I'm tired of playing with you. You got some things to do. If this is how we get your attention. This is how we're going to get your attention. You are the Phoenix, Julie. Oh my God. Thank you. <laughs> it's, and you know what? It's a journey. It is such a, people see, people see me and they're like, oh my gosh, you're doing so good. And like, yeah, I'm also learning to be very transparent on the shitty days. Like yesterday was a shitty day. The good thing is, is I've learned to embrace the duality that it can be a really shitty day. You could be sitting in the shit pit and you could be so distraught and still find gratitude in the moment. It is truly about embracing the duality. And when you can embrace that and understand that you can be grief stricken and grateful at the same time, that's when you start to really shift your reality and you really start stepping into that unconscious and embracing the fear and embracing the things and understanding that once I really start integrating these parts, my life really has the potential of doing something big. Well, and you touched on something on so much wisdom there because in most people, again, ego likes to stay in pleasure, avoid pain. Most people will feel grief or sadness or anxiety or anger or whatever start to come over them. And they will say, no, 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 no. I want to clear this. I want to clear this. Uh, Or I don't want to attract this. But the reality is we are human beings with a wide spectrum of emotion to experience and fully feel it, not to dwell on it, not to build a story around it, not to build an identity around it, but to fully feel it. And if we can't fully let in grief, we can't fully let in love or joy or play. You know, where these open vessels and when we pinch ourselves off, you know, can lead to a whole host of problems, but not least of which is the inability to truly feel and be alive and enjoy the, the, you know, the, the more expansive, let's say comfortable emotions. Yeah. And and it's, it's getting to be fall now in so many places. And, and, uh, you know, people post that meme that, uh, if you need a lesson, even a tree knows how to let go. And people see those and they're like, oh, that's so corny. And I think to myself, it's so corny, but it's so true. Everything has a season. You, one of the biggest things is that if you can embrace the seasons of your life and understand that, guess what? Yeah, you might be in winter. You might be in the dark night of your soul. You might be in a place that tomorrow doesn't even seem like it's going to be there and you really wish it wouldn't understanding that from winter comes spring and the flowers will start to bloom. The butterflies will come back. The birds will sing. Those things will start to happen. 
and it will truly set you free. And then you go into spring, into summer, into fall, and back into winter again. So I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that we can't consciously <clears throat> practice and cultivate emotions that we want more of in our life or that, we, but when those other things come up, they're coming up to be processed, to be felt. So they're not constantly stuck on a loop in our bodies. Right. Yeah. And that loop gets real old, real quick. <laughs> and we get, and the funny thing is, is that the human ability to adapt like I was talking about cortisol and how you keep building cortisol up and up and up, which is a stress hormone. And it gets so high that, you know, it's, that's where your adrenal fatigue comes from. And, and that's where all of this host of dis-ease comes from in the body. And we can adapt to that. We can adapt to always having a shitty day because you're just like, oh, well, that's just how it is. Oh, that's just my life. Oh, everything always goes wrong for me. We're almost addicted to it. Yeah, it is because like you said, we want our ego wants to keep us safe. Our ego wants us to keep us state, keep us in pleasure. And our ego wants us to never experience the pain and the grief and the sadness and all of that. There's something to be said about rage. There's something to be said about anger. There's something to be said about those emotions that your ego doesn't want you to feel However, I find it very interesting how society right now as a whole is sitting in rage. Yes. Sitting yeah. in fear and anger and grief and just, oh my God. And so how, what do you think is going to happen with all of this? Uh, that's up to us. <laughs> that's up to us. It's up to the individual and it's up to the collective. And what it comes down to is we may look outside right now and see a lot of darkness in the collective. And like you said, spot on, we're in a rage shadow. But the thing is, a shadow becomes conscious when light is cast on it. Mm. So yeah. we have an enormous opportunity here to each, you know, really go within, go inward, look at our own rage. What is triggering us about the current turn of events? Yeah. And I'll even give you, I'll even give you a little bit of shadow breakdown so that, uh, you know, anyone who's listening to this, who wants to kind of do this work on themselves and see it will break open your whole life. And it will also help the collective to advance and mm -hmm. integrate the shadow and raise the consciousness really of the planet. Exactly. So if there's someone who's triggering you, a certain type of person who does this or does that, or doesn't do that in terms of current events, or even in your own life, right? Um, in fact, Julie, would you want to, um, do an example with me right now, a five minute example. You can use something absolutely from your own absolutely. life. I, it's like all of a sudden, I know exactly it's it's right now. It's like I just got off the phone with my mother and I love my mother <laughs> more than anything in this world. I've done the work on my mother. She is so trapped and it and it it triggers me to a certain degree. But she just, it's, she's so about the politics and the, you know, that kind of stuff. So yeah, let's, let's, let's do this. Mm -hmm. I have so makeup she, on. Don't make me cry. Just kidding. Just kidding. Can't, can't promise anything. Um, so she, 
she's triggering you, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So this is where I want you because you're very self-aware and you're very evolved to throw that shit out the window and just be raw with me. Got it. Okay. Cause we're going into a different part of the mind here. Sweet. So what, um, what is it that she did in, in a nutshell that has just, you just, triggered? she cannot see past her own fear. Just can't. And she spews it all over anybody that will listen. Okay, good. So if you were to describe a person like that, who's just in fear, spewing fear, stuck in fear, um, if you were to describe them in three adjectives, like three describing words, characteristics for generally a person like that. Uh, for me, uh, Frustrating, irritating, and hopeless comes up. Okay, hopeless. Sort of like if you're if you're describing them and sort of their character flaws, would it be, you know, they're they're limited, they're selfish, they're evil? Like what kind of you know? Oh, uh, sad. Um, lonely and yeah, feeling hopeless. Good. And if she continues on in this behavior pattern that doesn't serve her, she keeps doing this. She just keeps being this sad, lonely, hopeless person who spews fear to everyone, can't get out of her own way. What ultimately worst case scenario could happen for her in her life. She's going to die. She'll get sick. Yeah. She'll get sick. Um, she'll start having physical, she'll lose people start not wanting to talk to her. She'll start, she'll perpetuate, perpetuate the loneliness because nobody's going to want to talk to her. Do you think that might be an element of your shadow? Damn Skippy. Does it feel like Definitely tight in the chest. Any emotions associated? Uh, shock, awareness, and sadness. I feel devastation, grief. Is that accurate? Oh, yeah. 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 There's still a lot of that there. Thank you for your courage. This is courageous work. Not easy. No. So much easier to just project it out and say, that person's the problem. Society is the problem. The red team's the problem. The blue team's the problem. Right. The media is the problem. And, you know, they might be sometimes externally in the collective. But what is this showing me about my own mind? And the power in in doing that and going inward and taking it back, isn't that we're the one to blame. It's that this is the work of freeing ourselves. Yeah. I think that that's the biggest thing that I've learned and thank God I have the tools that I do because the first thing that we do is we blame ourselves. We're like, Oh, I'm this, or I'm that, or I'm this. And it's really not you. It's what you're feeling. 
it's opening if you can look at the feelings and then journal. And I know I tell you guys all the time that are listening, journaling will save your life. But writing out what, like after we get done, I have a a, a program that I'm going to be on in a couple of minutes. And, the, and it's really after that is sitting down and, and I'm going to go back and listen to this and look at where's that grief and where's that devastation and where is that inside and how can I embrace it? And bring it to the light because the one thing people hate throwing up more than anything in the world, people will avoid throwing up. They'll just, you know, take a drink of water, walk around the house a bunch of times. They'll just swallow a million times. It means that there's something toxic inside that has to come up and it has to come out. And until it comes up and until it comes out, it won't feel better but yet we will try and hold it inside. And I think that this work is why you and I do what we do is because we understand in order for us to be able to bring light to it, it has to come up, it has to come out and the, it has to be treated and it has to be comforted and it has to be taken care of and the light has to be able to heal it. Yes. Yes. And it's less of a, um, oh, I have to clear this. I have to get rid of yeah. this. It's more, I am going to love this emotion in yep. its fullness and accept it because what you resist persists. Yep. Like Absolutely. you're explaining. And so can I love the grief? Can yeah. I, can I bring, you know, openness and hold space for the devastation? Kind of like a child, maybe a child is crying because they're toy broke. And you see that the toy is not a big deal. And that from a bird's eye view, this is not really the end of the world that the child thinks it is, but you still love and hold that child. You may not buy that child's story. We may not buy our own internal stories, but we can hold space and compassion for those emotions. Oh, I love it. Just for, for anyone listening, if you're using this as an example for yourself, Um, So Julie, your work, would you choose to accept it is number one, hold that space and love for those emotions. And number two, take a breath, soften the judgment for on your mother and people who act like your mother. And that's where people go, fuck you, Amanda. (laughs) But really that's, that's our work, right? That's our work. So soften the judgment on that person or thing that triggers you now that you know what the hook is inside you, because the truth is they couldn't trigger you. You could, you know, um, observe their behavior from a place of neutrality, whether you thought it was a beneficial behavior or not, you could observe it with neutrality if it didn't have its origins inside you. Perception is projection. You cannot see in others what does not live in you. (laughs) I love it. So I have a question for you. And I'm so glad you clarified that because I was like, oh, shit, we're just leaving people. They're going to go down this rabbit hole. And then they're going to be like, well, fuck you, Julie and Amanda. (laughs) I'm just sitting here crying now. What do I do? So for the person who is in the shit pit, for the person who is just like, I, I just don't even know. What is one thing? that you would recommend that they could do to start the journey? Mm -hmm. I think of it as an almost uh, three-step protocol. So um, number one, what is this showing me about my own mind? What is this showing me about my own unconscious mind? 
What is this showing me about what I believe about myself, others in the world? Ask yourself that question would be step one. Step two is bring in your, you might call it your higher self, your witness self, your parent, parental self. I, I don't know. Everyone calls it something different. I say, bring in your, your divine self. And from that place, like we just did, love, welcome, and give compassion to those emotions that are coming up. Um, and number three, watch the stories around those emotions without buying into them, without pushing them away, without accepting them as your limited reality, watch and love and witness those stories. Oh, I always get such mic drop moments. I love it. <laughs> There's like every week I'm like, I just get mic drop moments time and time again. I love, 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 love this and everything that you have shared. When people are like, oh my God, I need Amanda in my life. <laughs> How can people find you? And, and everybody, all of her links are going to be in the show notes. So read the fucking notes. People message me. How do I get a hold of that person again? Did you read the show notes? <laughs> no. Well, then go read the show notes. And if you can't find it, then message me. So <laughs> all your links will be in there. But if somebody's like, I'm, I got to write this down. How can people find you? Yes. Uh, best way to find me is on Instagram. My handle is my full name, Amanda Scarcella. And you can also find me on Facebook at the same name, Amanda Scarcella. Um, you can DM me, you, you know, follow the content because I do have a lot of free information, free content on there that I try to make as useful as possible for people. And then um, you can DM me, you can follow me and see what promotions I'm running on packages. I currently have three um, packages that I'm offering that are based on hypnotherapeutic active visualization, dream work, one-on-one -on -one deep dive shadow sessions. So I have a lot that I'm offering. I'm also working on a multi-dimensional dating course that will be coming Ooh. Ooh, that yes. sounds, I'm going to have to jump into that one. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. So yeah, so we have a lot going on. Those are, that's the best way to, to follow me and see what's happening. You can always DM me with any questions on either one of those Facebook or Instagram. And I look forward to connecting and growing with, with all of you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Amanda. And I'm so grateful for you and I cannot, we will definitely be doing this again. We will definitely be doing this again. And for those that are listening and hung out with us, thank you so much. I treasure you. I honor you. I honor your time and I honor that you listen and put us in your ears. It is, it is an honor that I do not take lightly. And remember you are enough. You were born enough. You are enough. You will always be enough. And if you could only see the divine light that shines out from your eyes, you would never doubt your greatness again. Enjoy your day, my friend. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. I appreciate you. And remember, you are loved. You are treasured. You are adored. You are worthy. And you are so more than enough. I hope that you were inspired, and if you were, please feel free to download, share, and leave a comment. I would be eternally grateful. Thank you so much, and have an absolutely magical day.